I'm out in my garden today. Um, I'm the Reverend Mick Morgan. I'm a Yorkshire-based vicar. And uh, in warming the pot, like you warm the teapot before you make a proper cup of tea, this is a chance just to pause. You can't rush warming the pot. You can't rush mashing your tea. So this is a chance to chill, a chance to just listen, a chance to just ponder some kind of vicarly things and other things of life and uh, do that kind of thing together. So uh, thank you to those of you who have uh, dropped me an email. Thank you for your questions, your comments, your queries. I will come on to one of those in just a couple of minutes. But I'm sitting here out in my garden and I'm just listening to distant sounds. Where I'm in, I'm in a village. I do look out onto a nice field with, uh, well, it's used for grazing. It's used for some horses grazing here in the in in this village I live in. But if I be really still, and you probably can't hear it in the distance. Yes, you can always hear a dog barking or someone powering up a lawnmower. But um, I can actually hear. It's almost like the noise of a stream. You probably can't hear it. It's a constant. But it doesn't sound like water, but it's this constant hum, this constant sense of movement. And what it is, it's the uh, the motorway, um, the A1M, which is not too far. It's probably about ooh, a 10 minute drive away, but it's uh, it's something that's always there. It's something that's always there in the background. And I think we do, most of us, wherever we live in the UK, there is some constant background noise of some sort. We're very seldom in silence. And, uh, yeah, silence, it's something that some of us find really hard to handle as well. I've known when I've been on um, retreats and within part of my training some years ago, there were certain people who were training for the priesthood who found it really, really hard to go on a silent retreat. And it's always good, not because they were particularly gobby. Um, it was, oh, maybe one or two of them were, but it wasn't that. It was that actually some people were so unused to the silence that they found it quite oppressive and quite threatening somehow. And it just, they were mainly extrovert kind of personalities uh, and people who maybe like to surround themselves with other people. So the idea of being with people but not being able to talk to them was just crushing because so much of what they got meaning out of life, so much of what they got enjoyment and joy out of life was other people. Um, so I get that. Um, I wonder how you find the concept of absolute silence. And actually, in our wider culture, it's, we're very seldom quiet of mind, have silent thoughts. You know, just sitting with a cuppa, not thinking. I'm, I'm as guilty as anyone. I will sit here outside in my garden. I've got a book on my lap. Um, I've got my phone. I'll keep checking what's going on on Facebook or social media. I'll just keep looking at the news, just keep messaging other members of my family. And, you know, and as I'm here in the garden, you can hear there's a neighbour's doing their lawn. And, you know, that's that's fine, though, you know, we need to do these things. But uh, silence. And actually, that brings me to um, an email. I had an email from someone who uh, signs himself off. I won't give full names. Someone who signs themselves off as uh, Karen. So... Thank you for getting in touch, Karen. Karen emailed me at revnjmorgan at gmail.com and she said, Hi, Rev Nick. Uh, I was just wondering what your experience of silent retreats was. <laughs> you see, so this is what gave me the, the idea. Um, because I have booked myself in 
to a, or I had booked myself into a silent retreat last year, which had to be cancelled because of COVID. I'm really looking forward to doing it again this summer. How do you find silent retreats? I find them really refreshing. Now, so yes, I have been on silent retreats and I, I, I got to admit, I do really enjoy them. I first did a silent retreat at the uh, with the community of the resurrection uh, an anglican order of monks in murfield and uh, spending a whole silent day after a, a little bit of input so um, we had uh, one of the brothers shared some thoughts uh, about some spiritual matter or other i can't quite remember what offhand and we just went away and we could either ponder that or just not and i to be honest, I, I don't think I pondered that very much. I think I just chilled out. I went for it. It was a lovely day, I seem to remember, and there were some lovely gardens to wander around in Murfield. And so I was walking around the monastic gardens, just sitting, being still, enjoying the beauty of it, and having little conversations with God, just saying, well, look, hmm, here we are. And actually, as the day, as the hours went on, I thought, you know, I'm filling this silence with this narrative in my head all the time. And I think that's really easy to do. It's really, really hard to unplug and not have some constant narrative of life going on sometimes. So I deliberately shut myself up and just looked and didn't try and make sense. I stopped myself from commenting in my head, stopped myself from having this kind of dialogue. And, uh, yeah, I think I did get a stillness of mind. It, it was I was quite surprised how hard it was to still my mind. And I think that is the way we're conditioned. The way we're conditioned to live is to be up and at things and engaging with things and making sense of things. And we like to argue things through and make sense of things in words. And actually just being is a lost art. And it's hard. It's hard to actually find the space to do that. Let's be honest, there's always some distraction. I mean, look, I'm sitting in my garden and, you know, you can hear it's not that quiet um yeah and actually one thing i did do not exactly it's it's something that probably sounds a little bit like a mantra um that is not a term that comes from christian practice obviously uh, but it's kind of is to say the jesus prayer which is a very ancient prayer that i first came into contact with in eastern europe um 20 odd years ago and that is simply to say Lord Jesus Christ Son of God have mercy on me a sinner and then to leave a pause and then to say it again and after a while if you keep going with it after a while the words kind of lose their meaning and it becomes a prayer that isn't a prayer in words it's a prayer that comes from somewhere so a different part of your brain perhaps than the verbal bits maybe that's it but it felt to be coming from a very deep place in me and just to be able to focus and during that time I was wandering around and I found myself drawn to the church the church at the monastery and I wasn't saying these words out loud I was saying it to myself and I must have said it hundreds of times over several hours and as I sat there without words I was just aware that God is always with us God is and that 
sometimes we just need to shut up. So, thank you, Karen, for that email. That's that's how I found. That was one of my experiences of silent retreats. That was my first one. And yes, I've been on other retreats since that have been equally special in different ways, but yeah. And actually, having just said that, I think it's probably about time that I did actually just shut up and end this podcast episode. So, thank you for joining me. Do get in touch, as Karen did, uh, revnjmorgan at gmail.com or drop me a DM on uh, Twitter. I'm unshorn sheep, which is UN for un, Sean, S H A U N, sheep. Uh, sheep at the end. I tell you what, so the next one of these podcasts, I'll explain how that came about. Um, yeah, how, how did I become unshorn sheep? Anyway, I'll explain that some other time, but drop me a DM on Twitter, uh, drop me uh, an email, revnjmorgan at gmail.com, and uh, tell me what you want to know. Tell me what you know, and uh, let's warm the pot together. Enjoy your cuppa. God bless. Thank you.